Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 21 of Revelation chapter 11. And we're going to be reading verses 11 and 12 of Revelation 11. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet. And great fear fell upon them which saw them, and they heard a great voice from heaven, saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Now, uh, we're continuing to look carefully, slowly at the things that we're reading in God's Word verse by verse. We are not trying to avoid any passage or any scripture of the Bible. We're uh, attempting to uh, take into consideration all that God has to say. And and that's why we, we go verse by verse through the book of Revelation. It's why uh, we have gone verse by verse in previous Bible studies in uh, places that are discussing the end of the world and Judgment Day. We want to learn everything we possibly can that relates. We don't want to miss anything. And we're trying to follow God's methodology of comparing Scripture with Scripture in order to come to right conclusions. And and so far, God has uh, been gracious to us in opening up the information from his word to our understanding, and we have been able to go um, thus far in our study of the book of Revelation to chapter 11. Verse by verse, and this this is probably the only verse by verse Bible study being performed by God's people, those that have come out of the churches. Yes, there's Bible studies being done within the churches by their theologians, but uh, I'm I'm sorry to say those studies mean nothing because God has left the churches and congregations. And he is working outside of the church with his people. Or, or that's where his people are found. That's where the, the Lord's people will be doing proper Bible study. You can't do or perform a proper Bible study in a church as a pastor or as a theologian of the church when God has decreed that the church age is over and that all of his people are to depart and come out of the church. How can any faithful Bible study be done in in that kind of a rebellious setting? Because if anyone stayed behind, they uh, are giving evidence that they never were saved. And and actually, it's, it's a done deal. It, it's finished. It's accomplished. God has ended the church age. He has bound all that remain in the churches as tares and 
in this day of judgment, he has cast them spiritually into the fire of his wrath. So obviously, you you can't expect there to be any sort of legitimate Bible study coming forth from the church. And so uh, it it is outside the churches that we look, and any ministry or individuals outside the churches that are that are uh, honestly and biblically, according to God's methods of coming to truth that he has given us, there we look to see, is anyone studying these things? Is anyone carefully going through the Bible in order to find truth, in order to discover what God has done? Even if individuals or a ministry has a different idea of what God did on May 21, 2011, in this period, then they still should be performing Bible study to explain their position. They should be going through, verse by verse, a book in the Bible that, such as the book of Revelation, or, or a chapter that deals specifically with the Great Tribulation and the end of the world, and they should be showing this is what happened on May 21, 2011, as they would say uh, or believe that nothing happened. You know, when people say, well, something happened, but we don't know what it was, that, that that's just a double talk to, uh, to try and say that nothing happened. If you believe nothing happened, just say nothing happened. Don't. Uh, don't try to cover that up by saying, well, yes, something wonderful and glorious happened. Some grand event did take place. We can't deny that. We just don't know what it is. That's that's ridiculous. They're, they knew what it was previously. They would say May 21, 2011 was Judgment Day, and, and the Bible guarantees it and locks it in, and now they don't know what it was. Well, uh, they they just don't want to tell what they believe, which is it was nothing. It was nothing, and and so they would have to explain. All right, whatever you think that date was, explain it, and also explain where we are in relationship to the Great Tribulation, because you do believe. God is judging the church. Therefore, since the judgment on the church occurs simultaneously with the Great Tribulation, explain where are we in time concerning that Great Tribulation. And when did the Great Tribulation begin? When will the Great Tribulation end? When will these things take place? And... and uh, uh, you're not going to see these type of studies. We haven't seen them at all to any degree. There, there's been a couple of verses that have been put forth, like John 9, 4, which is ironic because John 9, 4 teaches uh, exactly what E-Bible Fellowship teaches, that there was a day of salvation, that Christ worked, and as it says there, that Christ works while it's day, but the night comes when he'll not work. And and that's exactly what we're teaching. And then they'll refer to a couple of other passages, uh, and, and yet there's no thoroughness, no diligence, no deep study 
of uh, Daniel, no deep study of Jeremiah 50 and 51, no deep study of Isaiah, of Revelation, of Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, of Ezekiel, of all of these books that must be studied. Therefore, we can know this, that when people say that God is saving today, that statement is not based on careful Bible study in any way. That statement is a default statement because they cannot explain what happened on May 21, 2011. They have no idea where we are in regards to the Great Tribulation. They they are not doing in-depth Bible study in any way, shape, or form at this time. That They just fall back again on a couple of verses that apparently teach ongoing salvation without taking into consideration the vast amounts of other scripture that are disannulling that idea, that are that are saying, oh, no, no, when when the Bible pinpointed May 21, 2011 as the day of judgment, that is exactly what it meant. When the biblical calendar of history fell so perfectly into place and, and, and laid out the Great Tribulation and the dates for the 23-year Tribulation period, and the date of the beginning of Judgment Day, and and all these dates falling neatly on important feast days and and so forth, that the Bible, God, was locking in that day, that no one has been able to unlock or disprove. No one has been able to show error regarding that. And see, that's the problem. That's the problem that that the child of God, the true believer, finds with those who are insisting their salvation. Well, you see, all we have to go on it is your insistence, is the insistence of individuals or a ministry. It's the insistence of people who have not done careful Bible study, that are presenting no conclusions, that are disproving none of the things that, that e-Bible fellowship is teaching. They, they, they just again say, God must save, and, and they say it with, with firm assurance and authority. Well, I can find all sorts of people that will slam their hand, their fist down on a table, and with firm assurance and authority, tell me that they're speaking in tongues today. Or I can find all kinds of people with firm assistance and assurance would uh, declare to me that we're saved through making a decision for Christ. I can find loads of people, multitudes of people, that would say with the greatest of assurance that the church age is not over, that God is still working in the church. Well, what does firm insistence and absolute assurance when someone slams their fist down on a table mean? Nothing. Nothing. It proves nothing. 
It just means that people are set in that doctrine. They, they will hold to that doctrine and they are sure of it. And they're sure that we are wrong. But you see, the difference is that eBible Fellowship has spent hundreds and hundreds of hours since May 21, 2011, studying these things verse by verse by verse, carefully looking up each word in the verse and allowing the Bible to direct us. And the difference is, on the other hand, there are no Bible studies of any significance that are in-depth to show that these things are not so, or that God is still saving. And, and that is a big difference. And it's what the child of God listens for. He listens for the voice of Christ. He doesn't know any other voice. And the voice of Christ is heard when we go to the Bible. And if we keep going to the Bible and we keep uh, comparing Scripture with Scripture and making sure our conclusions harmonize with the whole Bible, the voice of Christ is heard. There's consistency. There is confirmation in study after study after study. There is a, a gathering assurance that the child of God finds. Yes, God does speak of shutting the door in Luke 13 in the day of judgment. Yes, that 7,000 year period from the flood, it hasn't changed. It still falls on May 21, 2011. And the fact that May 21, 2011 had the underlying Hebrew calendar date of 217, which is uh, exactly the date that God shut the door of the ark in the days of Noah, has not changed. And 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 so on and 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 when we speak of a spiritual judgment taking place then we search the bible and we find well it, it's true there was a spiritual judgment in the garden of eden when god said in the day you eat thereof ye shall surely die and man didn't die physically he died spiritually in his soul and god didn't differentiate he didn't spell it out in other words he didn't uh, take care to say, oh, by the way, when I, when I said in the day you eat thereof, you will surely die. I mean spiritually. God didn't do that. He just said, you will die. And then it's up to the reader, up to the searcher of the scriptures to discover in what way Adam and Eve died. And then we see, well, they didn't die physically. After all, Adam lived for hundreds of years after that point, but they died in trespasses and sins in their soul existence. And and then we read of the cup of God's wrath in Jeremiah 25 as God gives it to the nation called by his name, to the to the city called by his name and and following that he takes the identical cup, not a different cup, the identical cup and gives the cup of wrath to the nations of the world. And what have we learned about the judgment on the church? It was spiritual. There was no literal, actual tearing down of stones, so not one stone was left upon another. 
but that was a spiritual reference. And the, the Holy Spirit of God departed out of the churches, making it a spiritual wasteland, a spiritual desolation, and so forth. That is the cup of wrath God gave to them, the same cup the Lord Jesus was drinking in the Garden of Gethsemane, in which he said, Father, three times, may this cup pass from me. And and yet there was nothing visible, nothing outwardly observable with the cup of wrath that the Lord Jesus Christ drank. It was a spiritual punishment that he was enduring, a spiritual cup of wrath, just like the cup given to the church. And and actually, that uh, that teaches us in, in two instances, major instances, that when God uh, brought judgment on the Lord Jesus in that tableau, as he demonstrated what he did from the foundation of the world, it, it, that's not a minor thing. When God judged the church, almost two billion in number, at, at the end of the church age, throughout the 23-year Great Tribulation period, that's not a minor thing. He He is teaching us the cup of wrath when it is given either to the Lord Jesus Christ or to the church was spiritual in nature. And you take that same cup. It's not a different word. There's no different language. It's the same cup and Jeremiah give it to the nations. And that's what happened on May 21, 2011. The cup that was first given to the church was then given to the unsaved people of the world, and they have been drinking from it ever since. The same judgment upon the church is the judgment on the world. The removal of God's Spirit uh, concerning salvation, um, the shutting of the door of heaven to the world, just as God shut heaven's door to the church, and so on. It's an identical judgment. And and this is um, what is going on today. This is the, the, the day we are living in. And everything begins to fit together. Everything begins to make sense. All the scriptures harmonize and come to the conclusion that the proclamation of May 21, 2011, Judgment Day, the Bible guarantees it was correct. We were, uh, we were off in a couple of manners that we have since learned and corrected, such as the rapture and such as the five month period. We have learned about them and corrected them as we have continued to study. But if people aren't studying these things, and and maybe they are, I, I, I mean, I'm not everywhere. I, I don't know all the people are doing, but I know one thing. They're not making it public. As far as I know and other believers, we, we haven't seen anything. There's like a, a silence drawn over the issue. People don't even want to talk about the end times, let alone study it. They want to get away from that subject. Let's talk about positive things. Let's talk about uh, the good things that the Bible talks about. And, and so there there has been no in-depth Bible study regarding these things. From those that oppose 
what eBible Fellowship has been teaching. Well, let's uh, go to Revelation 11. And again, we saw that after the three and a half days, the two witnesses stood upon their feet. And that is language concerning sending forth of the gospel, sending forth of uh, the truth of the Bible, which happened at the second part of the Great Tribulation. And great fear fell upon them which saw them. And that is a reference to the great multitude as God opened their eyes to see. And, and, you know, as the word of God goes forth, and as the message of Judgment Day went out to the nations of the world, not everybody saw it in the sense that certain ones, and these would be God's elect, had their eyes opened up to the fact that God was concluding his salvation plan, that that this was a serious declaration coming from the Bible, that uh, this was going to happen, and and God used that declaration of Judgment Day to bring these people to fear. And remember, we read in Luke one fifty, and His mercy is on them that fear Him, and and so this great fear came upon them which saw them, the two witnesses standing on their feet. They they heard the gospel as it reached their ears. God gave them belief of the truth, and he put fear in their hearts as he saved them and had mercy upon them. Well, then it says in verse 12 of Revelation 11, And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. This verse is a good example of why we must read the Bible slowly and and carefully and look at each word. Uh, Because when we slow it down, uh, as we normally read the Bible, it's sort of like a, a running train. But when you slow it down, you put it in slow motion, you're able to catch much more detail of what's in view. And you slow things down when you look up words and phrases and you see how they're used elsewhere and and you follow the lead. You follow where that takes you and and to the other scriptures that you're directed to. And that begins to define what God has in view so that the information we gather is not coming from our mind. It's coming from the Word of God, the Bible. It's coming from God. And here, they heard a great voice from heaven. This would be referring to those that great fear fell upon them. And and they heard a great voice from heaven. Well, let's let's first... Uh, look at this idea of a great voice from heaven. And this isn't going to be that difficult because at the beginning of the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 1, we read in verses 10 and 11, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And that matches what we're 
we're we're reading here in Revelation 11 verse 12 they heard a great voice from heaven so the apostle John uh, who's on the island of Patmos and God is first coming to him to give him this revelation this divine revelation of the book of revelation John also heard behind him a great voice as of a trumpet well when we read the next verse, we know um, whose voice that was, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches. So the great voice as of a trumpet belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end, the first and the last, he is um, the author of the Bible, and and so the the great voice that we're reading of in Revelation eleven twelve is the voice of Christ, and Christ is the Word made flesh. He is the embodiment of the Word of God, as it says in John one one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the voice of Christ is like a trumpet and, and Christ is the word of God. Therefore, the, the word of God, the Bible is a great voice like a trumpet. And that's why when the Lord opened up information that had been hidden previously, when he unsealed the scripture at the time of the end, which revealed a timeline for the Great Tribulation and the Day of Judgment that he qualified and equipped his people as watchmen who would go forth blowing the trumpet to warn the people. And that is language, uh, basically, that is saying that God's people would share the things they learn from the Bible. The Bible is the great voice of a trumpet. When the the messengers of God, the true believers, share uh, the teaching that's coming forth from the Bible, they blew the trumpet, which warned the inhabitants of the earth, this day is coming. The door will shut. It was foretold, and, and the world was warned. No one will be saved after May 21, 2011, that, um, there will be a time of five months, and, and there is. We were incorrect about taking that literally. The five months represents the duration of Judgment Day, and, and, uh, we've since learned that. But it was told to the people that God will shut the door and no one will be saved after that, even though time would continue for a, a short period after May 21, 2011. And, and so um, now we're making correction in the, that time period, which is spiritually identified as five months, is very likely an actual 1,600 days. Well, we'll continue in our study, uh, in, in our study of the book of Revelation, when we get together next time. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, 
eBible Fellowship's webcast audio or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.